Kitchen Rudimental, a series in which chef and author Annie Smithers investigates the very basics of kitchen craft. Hello, Annie. Hello, Jonathan. You're in my kitchen this time. I know. It's been a funny day. You were meant to come to my kitchen, but But I've come to your kitchen because that's how the world goes. It's a good thing we both have kitchens, I think. (laughs) It's a very lucky thing that we both have kitchens, indeed. It's only a couple of months till Christmas. It's terrifying, isn't it? Well, both terrifying and delightful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have actually just come off the back of doing a weekend of cooking classes that have... All about Christmas? All about Christmas. So my Christmas favourites, Christmas baking, and something that I called White Christmas... But I've never, I've never uh, made white Christmas. I don't. I was ex- somebody in the class explained to me what was in it, and we all decided we didn't want to make white Christmas. What, what is that? I, I think I have a image in my head of it as like a sort it's of a nougatry. It's kofa oh, okay. with dried things in it. I think sort of like. Chocolate crackles, but worse. Yeah, confectionery. <laughs> confectionery. Okay. But apparently can be tolerated in small pieces. Yes. But it was a it was a class that was based all around my friend the meringue. Your friend the meringue. You love a meringue? I do love a meringue. I love the EU of meringue, that we have French meringue, Italian meringue and Swiss meringue. What's the difference? Well, French is technically the one where you just whip the egg whites and you put sugar in it. Swiss is, we did Swiss meringues where I heated the egg whites and the brown sugar and the white sugar, because I was doing brown sugar Mm -hmm. ones, over a bain-marie until they reached 40 degrees and the sugars are dissolved. And Italian is when you bring a syrup to, I think it's 121, a sugar syrup, um, to 121 and pour it onto the whipped whites. What does it do then? It is a stabiliser. So it's a stabiliser, it can be a pasteuriser, but the thing is, is that egg whites whipped with, just with straight sugar, is quite unstable. It's also getting the meringue to a point where the sugar is dissolved in the egg whites, so, you know, there's some recipes out there where you've got to feel it to make sure it's gone, then you keep going. Mm. But if you add your sugar wrong, it can collapse and it can be a bit tricky. Swiss meringue, you've dissolved it over heat, but not a high heat, so it is stable. It's much more stable because those proteins are set in the heat differently than if just cold and sugar. And then with the Italian meringue, it's much, much more stable. So you've taken the sugar to a heat where the whites are pasteurised, the proteins are completely, you know, it's all cooked. Um, so it's a glossy, mm. firm, pipeable, you know, it's used in buttercream things. It's used in bomb Alaska. <laughs> that's a lovely Christmas dessert. We did a bit of bomb Alaska. Well, that's a thing, isn't it? But right. it's also, so when I, when I actually did do this class is we ran through things like nougat. Yeah, and French nougat tends to be softer than the Italian terone mm-hmm. yep. because the sugar syrup is not taken as high. Then there's marshmallow. So that's a meringue that then has a sugar syrup poured onto it and then gelatin added to it. And then we did, went through the three different... Who um, comes up with these things? I don't know. Is it- I mean, it always <laughs> fascinates me. It fascinates me. You know, where did all these things come from? Who worked this out? Who knew that if you... You know, like going back to the puff pastry, mm. you know... 
all that, all those things. Who made well, they have they up? have to originally, and I think this is, must almost universally be true. Be happy accidents. One would hope so. Or, yeah. or, or yeah, happy various, resolutions yeah. of terrible accidents. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Taking the blinkers off and analysing it. And then we did bomb Alaska, but we also did an ice cream confection called a nougat parfait. That was nice. Mm-hmm. But we did have liver. And I realised and said it out loud for the first time ever, I think, is I really don't like Pav. Preach. Am I preaching? No, I just... You're the converted. <laughs> you don't like Pav as a, as a thing to construct or as a thing to eat? I don't like to eat it. What's not to like? I don't like the middle. The cream or the, the mousse? The soggy... The, egg, the, sweet, egg whitey bit, thing the in the middle. The, the moussey, marshmallowy sort of soft stuff in okay. the middle. Okay, hence, so you prefer a meringue for its. I just, I just, do you love crisp pav? revolution. Do you love pav? Um, I'm not averse to it. But I mean, I, I ask again, who doesn't like pav? Well, well, I we don't now like, know who doesn't. Well, Eddie Smithers. And look, I did. I did. I'm going to make a radio noise for you. Yeah, I decided through these classes where we talked about Pav quite a bit and how much I dislike it. No, we didn't really. There's only one thing I really like about Christmas Pav. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? It's a secret sound for Radio that's, National that's, listeners. That's the wrapper of your peppermint crisp. <laughs> What's that got to do with it? Well, because the only Pav I think I really can tolerate has peppermint crisp has on it. chopped up peppermint crisp on it. I quite, in our family, we quite like, a, there's a Nigella uh, thing for a chocolate pav. Yes. Which is pretty yummy. Yeah. What's the stuff in the middle line? Well, usual, except chocolate. Mm, I still, I, I think maybe it's a textural thing for me. It's just not for me, but it's tolerable with lots of cream and peppermint crisp. But I did notice I haven't mm. bought a pe- peppermint crisp for a very long time. They seem to have got very small. This is what happens with candy bars, as they they shrink apparently. I'm not over time. Thirty five grams. I mean, that's just outrageous. Anyway. Anyway, pavs are not for me. So I'm sure that there is possibly people out there like me that don't like a pav. And it's almost an act of sort of national culinary obligation, though, isn't it, to enjoy a pav this time of year? Well, yeah, it's not for me. Okay. I'm just going. I'm in in a mood to be making grandiose statements at the moment about all sorts of things. But you're going to you're going to talk about merengues, though, aren't you? Yeah. So we're going to make, and we'll do it for next one. Is we're actually going to make a meringue roulade. Mm-hmm. The quantities that I use for a pav are that I take four egg whites with a pinch of salt and a pinch of cream of tartar. And this is how Mrs. Alexander taught me to make one. So she must be right. And I whip the kajivas out of it to well past the point of... Well past peaks. Well past peaks. And then very quickly I dump the sugar in it, give it a couple of revolutions and that's it. Mm. Then I form it into a lovely pav and I have my oven preheated at 140 I drop it to 80 and then I pop my pav in and cook it for an hour and 10 minutes or so and then turn the oven off and let it cool down in there. And following those instructions, you get a beautiful snow white pavlova that is crisp on the outside and that lovely pavlova texture inside. Hang on, hang on. 
You you said you weren't going to do this. Well, I'm just telling you how to do it if first, you were going I, to. If I was going to, because some people like me to make a pad for them, and that's okay. okay. No, no, fair enough. And then, of course, I top it with whipped cream. And yes, I think that we should do it with lovely Australian, Victorian, or whatever berries rather than those fruits. You peppermint crisp. This is, the, I mean, the tricky thing with your pav is not that it really matters because of what you're going to do with it, but the, the the collapsing, the cracking, the the cracking is often a result of the oven being too hot. So when you when you put it into an oven that is too hot, it will rise quite quickly and split. So that's one of the things. So hence your eighty degree, well one forty down to eighty. That's right. So by the time you open the door and the heat is let out. You pop it in there and it's got enough to form the skin and the crust around it, but not to overcook it. It will get a bit weepy if it's humid. Humidity is not the friend of meringue. And another thing that I have discovered is that if you have a slightly more updated oven than the one I'm looking at of yours... This is, this is my very... Um, I think we'd have to say late 1970s. Yeah, which will cook a beautiful pav because one of the things with all the new fancy ovens, particularly now that we're moving into domestic ovens emulating commercial mm -hmm. ovens, is they have, they're plumbed in and they have a quantity of steam in their standard cooking. Right, so you don't so what like you need, humidity. No, what you need to do is you need to read your instructions for your oven and make sure that it is at no percent moisture if you have a fancy oven, because that will be the death of your pavlova. But I think we should um, make something that is much more agreeable to my taste <laughs> next week, <laughs> yes. which is a meringue roulade. So we can talk about that next time, I think. All right. So Annie's pav recipe um, on the website with, and, and please take particular attention to the, the method here because it's, it's all in that detail. It is in the detail. Mmm, berries, cream, <laughs> peppermint crisp. Yeah, nah. But yeah, the world's your oyster, really. It is. Um, and it is sort of, as you say, it's very lovely to put um, a bit of cocoa in your meringues. A bit of sweetness make... in your cream or not? Uh, not with all that sugar in the meringue, I just thought no. you'd say that. <laughs> Whether it's uh, the berries of the southern states or the... The beautiful, you know, mangoes and things mm. of the northern states. The stone fruit is, you know, stone fruit, passion fruit. You know, it's great to have. It's a good fruity vehicle. It's a vessel. Yes. It's just all that stuff in the middle. <laughs> so, therefore, I think, you know, get rid of all of that and make something that's much nicer. Well, that'll be next time. But it's easier be... to portion too, my option. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because you know how messy the paths can be? I think that's why the people like them. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Next time, roulade, but Annie's Pav recipe. That's on the Blueprint page, the Radio National website. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Annie. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.